Welcome, everybody, to another episode of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill with Justin Lee, as always. Jordan. Justin. It's the Iron Bowl week. It's Iron Bowl week, baby. Believe it or not, and I do not believe it. I truly don't. (laughs) I mean, sincerely, I feel like this football season has gone very, very quickly. Uh, It's clearly not gone the way that Auburn has wanted it to, or Auburn's fans. But you know Mm -hmm. what could change that, Justin? Beating Alabama? Beating Alabama. So that will be the big test on Saturday. It's going to be a 2.30 Central Time kickoff. It's going to be in Jordan-Hare, which we know uh, when Auburn's had success really over the last decade or so against Alabama, it's been in Auburn. Sure. Uh, what What are your thoughts going into this game? Obviously, Auburn's had a rough go of it, three losses right. in a row, um, trying to end the season above in the regular season above 500 Mm -hmm. try to get a little momentum to end the first regular season under brian harson what sort of your take or your feel of of what this game means and and what we can kind of expect on saturday well if there's one thing i know about the iron bowl and uh it kind of it reminds me of of bowl games especially in the gus era uh in a different way because gus would always just spend his whole december recruiting and like playing young people in practice for next year and then he'd lose the bowl game because he doesn't yeah it didn't mean very much and truly i mean i I get that perspective but what would happen was auburn fans the same way would be completely apathetic the entire time they wouldn't care until then then uh it's like oh minnesota who cares what happens until kickoff Mm. and then it was like stab me in the face like this is the most important thing in the world i can't believe this i'm on pins and needles defcon five and seven oh right so uh, push that up for the iron bowl times one billion everyone this week uh from the auburn perspective might feel a little bit disheartened a little apathetic you know at, at best at worst you're like things aren't good at best you're like oh it's only one year one so i understand why things aren't good yeah Either way, you're not feeling good. Either way, you're not really painting a bright picture. No, right. And that's just the the but, nature of what has happened. But that's how it's that's how it's gonna feel, all the way up to kickoff. And when that ball's in the air, everyone's gonna want to throw up. Yeah, like that's the iron ball. That's how it is. You don't want to lose. As soon as you see those uniforms on that field, as soon as you you know, as soon as you see that rival out there, you don't want to lose this game. And that's how it's gonna be. I feel like. The lead-up will be a little bit strange. You know, game day is not here. It's not winner-take-all. It's not for the division, uh, any of that. But, no, <laughs> be prepared that when kickoff comes, everyone's just going to want to throw up. Welcome to the Iron Bowl, where no one has fun and everyone just throws up. Yep. That's wants to throw up. Yes, yes. It's going to be a very interesting game from the Auburn perspective. Obviously, things haven't been going well, and the task has gotten more difficult with Bo Nix out, with Brandon Council hurt, with Kobe Hudson hurt, um, Owen Papo still missing time. But what has to go right? And we can kind of talk about this even a little more in detail when we get to our picks. What what are you looking at in this game and saying if Auburn is going to even contend? I'm not saying when. If Auburn's going to hang with Alabama, this has to happen. You know what's depressing? This is one of Alabama's most beatable teams. Yeah. Honestly, in recent memory. Especially a top, you know, top-ranked title-contending team. Yes. They usually look unbeatable. These guys are beatable. Defense has given up a lot of points. They ran ball for like six yards against LSU at home. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, but, you know, you you might feel decent about it if you weren't blowing 40-point uh, consecutive or, points. Or, or, or 14 points. Or 14 leads. points leads to uh, South Carolina. So, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for the first time in a few games, Auburn will not have the talent advantage, and uh, that's going to look dire. I don't know. What has to happen is uh, you have to force mistakes, you have to play without mistakes, and you got to get some big plays. I kind of go back to like maybe the 09 Iron Bowl uh, when Auburn had, you know, Gus pulled out tricks in his, it was his first year, and he brought in, you know, the it was the hurry up, no huddle, it was reverses and gadget plays and all that. Um, get to the fourth quarter and uh, try to get there and try to make some magic happen. Uh, kind of like the Georgia game last year, Auburn was unmatched, but. 21 nothing going into the fourth, scored 14 unanswered in the fourth quarter and almost made that thing a game. They had a little bit of cushion. to If they started any faster, they would have been in the game. Two years ago, right? Because last year was in Athens. Oh, yeah, two years ago. Yeah. I'm nuts. It's all right. Both freshman year. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. You're right. Two years ago. Uh, one of those, a game like that, you know, where, hey, you're outmatched, you're outclassed. Uh, but... Uh, if you do enough things to get to the fourth, something stupid can happen because you're in Jernhair Stadium. Yes. That's, I think, what has to happen. You want to know the, the one-word summary of what I think is needed? Lay it on me. Tank. Tank. <laughs> Tonk. Tonk. Tank. Tank. I think we saw it last week that right. when things were going well, you had Tank rolling. And he looked real, I thought he looked really good in that South Carolina game. I think that when the offense sort of started to stray and when you started to kind of wonder was when they quit running Tank. And I understand, you know, you do have to kind of manage his workload. You're not going to run him 50 times and then say, well, you're you know. more than 22 or whatever. Yes. Didn't run him, I don't think, at all in the second quarter, if I'm not two, mistaken. Two runs. Two runs in the second quarter. Very few in the fourth. I don't remember the With number. With like five and a half minutes to go that last drive where Auburn was starting mm-hmm. deep in its own territory. Didn't run him at all. Zero. And, you know, on one hand you say, well, you see TJ had that throw right away. I think it was like for a 28-yard gain to Shedrick to kind of uh-huh. get the momentum. It's like, well, did you have to run? Keep the defense honest, man. Right. Like, and And the way that that – you know, those last few possessions went as far as throwing the ball. I think TJ only completed like three of his last nine attempts. So, like, it wasn't like the passing game was no. just lighting the world on fire. No. You got to run Tank. If they're going to have a chance to win this game, Tank has to have a big game and they've got to be able. I mean, they got to be able to match Alabama because here's a dirty little secret. Uh huh. Auburn. Yeah. Not good at stopping the pass. <laughs> Alabama. Bryce Young. Good at doing the pass. <laughs> I mean, that's just how I see it. It's, it's going to be. pass, win the game. <laughs> yes, yes. Tank's got to be able to run the ball, and Auburn has got to just match point for point. I don't see, if this game is combined with, you know, like, I don't know, like 30 or 40 points between the two teams, I don't think Auburn won. I think that that means Alabama won like 37 to 3. Like, I think if Auburn's going to win, it's going to be like, you know, Alabama scored a lot, but somehow Auburn scored a lot too. You want to know another random game from two years ago that I'm thinking about? Let's hear it. <laughs> the LSU game when Joe Burrow beat Auburn, what, 24 21? Really close game. Right. But uh, when Burrow scored, it was a lightning strike. Boom, boom, boom. Right down the field. Three plays, touchdown. Like, that's what I remember from that game. Bryce is capable of the same exact thing. Yep. And so you could play the, the, the result may not match the average you could play like you could get three and outs but all but two drives the first half but those two drives are gonna be touchdowns Mm. you know what i mean like that could play out that could happen uh i feel like this offense alabama offense is very start and stop but like 
they're gonna strike at points like lightning and that's what they do ever since Lane Kiffin went up there that's how they've been you know since the offensive renaissance at Alabama uh the second portion of of Nick Saban's tenure um yeah I mean I just think like Auburn has to like you to your point Auburn has to score and score steadily I think there could be stretches where it feels like a low scoring game and it feels like a grinded out game but Alabama's going to strike like lightning. So Auburn has to take advantage of all its opportunities, I think, to score. And that, like, to your, to your point, man, like, give your best players the ball. Mm. All of them. Uh, and, that yeah, it starts with Tank, 100%. Mm. Anything else on the Iron Bowl before we throw it to our beat writer uh, in charge on the pod? Um, I mean, we'll be, uh, you know, we'll we'll show our picks here in a little bit after after your visit. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's another Iron Bowl, man. And um, I don't know, that would be my main my main thing is like as just know as as uh, whatever you're feeling about it. You know, you're sitting around Thanksgiving table not feeling good about it. Uh, going into Friday, you're not feeling good about it. Just just remember that once the ball's in there, it don't matter. Mm. You're not gonna care. All you're gonna care about is trying to win the game. Um, and uh, that I mean that's special. And hold on to it. You know, hold on hold on to it, dear. Even in years like this, uh, the opportunity is there. And what an opportunity. Uh, for Brian Harson to correct so many things that have gone wrong, <laughs> they, people will forget. I mean, they yes. may not forget. They will forgive yep. what's happened over the course of pretty much all of November if things cut the right way for Auburn. What's the flip side, Jordan? The flip side: if they look bad, if they lose, it's just going to be you're going to be six kick and in the pants. <laughs> you're going to be six and six heading to a bowl game against some crummy team and some crummy bowl game trying not to lose your fifth straight game. Yes, try not to have a losing season which would be the first since 2012. So something his predecessor never happened to. Yes. Uh so uh what you got it. So I mean the stakes are always high. Yes. The stakes are high here again. Um, I could go on and on. I mean, you know, everyone keeps saying, oh, it's his first year. He will be graded for this game. Brian Harson will be graded because yeah. the Iron Bowl is always graded. Yes. Uh, I don't care if it's year one. I don't care. You're going to count On it. the other side, I know this is going back to the 80s, Bill Curry got ran out of town in Tuscaloosa after like two or three years because yeah. he couldn't beat Auburn. Yeah. No one, no one, no coach since since Suge has survived three Iron Bowl losses except Gus from uh, 14, 15, 16 because he just went to the national championship yes. game. Yes. Uh, and then I think that's on both sides. Probably, yeah. Maybe Shula might have lost three in a row. But yeah, he, but he had probation have. going on. Yeah, yeah. Alabama was not um, in a great way then. Right. So so I'm just saying, uh, you do get these points count. Um, not not saying anything and, further. And, and my thing is, they may not count right now. They will re- be right. remembered. You will, yeah. That's the thing. Right. Like, you will remember it. Like, he's, they're not going to. Escort him off the field, you know, if things don't go well Saturday. No, but, but you people remember. remember, right? Exactly, it counts. Counts to your, towards your final grade. Basically, yes. That's <laughs> uh, the Iron Bowl. So, uh, just a big game, man. Uh, a lot to lose, to be honest. Uh, like we said, we talked about the flip side. Flip side is bleak. Mm. Flip side is dire. Uh, but a lot to gain, like you said. Uh, you know, once again, that counts. Uh, that to your credit, you beat them. You know that's that'll go a long way in recruiting. That'll go a long way in in you know your resume, and it'll go a long way in, in how you build your program. So uh, a big big opportunity uh, as always. It's just a big game. It's always big. It's the Iron Bowl. 
Well, we're going to throw it to our Alabama beat writer uh, that we uh, had a chance to talk to, and it was Nick Kelly of the Tuscaloosa News. I had a chance to talk to Nick, who uh, is going into his first Iron Bowl. Wow. So I had a chance to reminisce and talk a little bit with uh, him about what he's expecting and, <laughs> and, again, where Alabama stands coming into this game and what needs to break in Alabama's favor to get a big Iron Bowl victory on the road. Uh, let's throw it to Nick and see what he had to say. Well, Nick, it's Iron Bowl week. Uh, we're getting ready for the big game on Saturday, and I want to talk a little bit about the Crimson Tide. Alabama coming in 10-1. Uh, and one. Seems like they have responded well after that loss to Texas A&M. Just what have you seen from Alabama in these last few games as they get ready to play Auburn? Well, Bryce Young has been quite excellent. The LSU game wasn't as strong for the offense, but the last few games, I mean, he's on a roll. And even since the A&M loss, he has been playing really well. He hasn't thrown an interception since that loss. I believe he has 18 touchdowns since that game. Had another five against Arkansas, which is which is a solid secondary. I mean, it's not Georgia's defense, but it, it still is a, a team that has a quality defense. And, and he threw five touchdowns at the record for passing yards uh, for an Alabama quarterback in a single game. And so, yeah, just a great day from him. And, and overall, the team has has you know kind of some ups and downs between okay the defense is better in this game and then the offense was struggling a little bit but then okay now the offense is doing well and now the defense is struggling so it's kind of it's a bit of a roller coaster that way but for the most part they, they found ways to win which is sometimes just what you have to do and yeah I want to ask about the defense because obviously most of the time that Nick Saban has been there it's been about the defense the defense has always been so good and I feel like almost every time I get on Twitter it's someone you know complaining about Pete Golding complaining about what the Crimson Tide have been doing what has been maybe the the you know overarching issue with this defense or is it just that it's sort of been different issues week to week Yeah I think it just depends on the game uh it depends on what has gone into the game of <laughs> any chance there is for uh, Alabama fans to to roast or just talk about Pete Golding, uh, they take that opportunity. And he is the lightning rod for any defensive issues. But really in this past game against Arkansas, for example, there were just some guys getting beat one-on-one. I mean, you got a guy in Traylon Burks, a receiver for Arkansas who, I mean, he is a handful. <laughs> I mean, what, what a talented receiver. And him and KJ Jefferson had this, this back shoulder throw that they hit several times that the cornerback would have solid coverage because you can't, you, you know, you can't be underneath too much because uh, Burks can beat you deep too because he's fast. And so they, they would take advantage of that and have this back shoulder throw that was so hard to defend. And so you just have guys getting beat one-on-one in man coverage. And, and that's, not a, that's not a scheme thing. That's not a – I mean, you could, even when they had a safety nearby, it's still just a guy making a great play and a great catch. So there was some of that that went on. There were some miscommunications, a few things where, for example, it was kind of a little bit of a pick play, not necessarily uh, maybe, you know, illegal but just more so like designed to uh kind of take advantage of a, a crossing route or two guys crossing and and that led to two guys or two Alabama defenders running into each other and then a guy got wide open so uh yeah so there were a few things like that as well but it's something that I think it depends on the game as to what the issue would be but when you have uh the, you know the pass rush has been there at times sometimes it's not there as much I mean Will Anderson has been stellar for this team as a sophomore but yeah it, it just it's hard to pinpoint just one thing it just kind of depends on what it what is it in each game but there have been some busts in coverage and some issues in coverage at times so if there's if there's an area that maybe is consistent um that okay the defense is having issues again it might be because of the coverage was not there 
I want to ask you about a few different players, but I actually want to start with a local guy for us, Javion Cohen, who went to Central Phoenix City, not far from Auburn. He's been the starting left guard. I think he kind of, you know, uh, Nick Saban raised a few eyebrows during media days when he mentioned that he was probably in line to start as a sophomore. Uh, what have you thought from what you've seen from Javion and, and, you know, to a bigger extent, you know, how he and the entire offensive line have played for most of the year? Yeah, it's funny. I had forgotten about that at media days because Nick Saban didn't really talk about many players specifically, but Javion was one of them who we brought up. Yeah, he, he's a guy who has been very consistent, very uh, – I think he's been solid for them. Uh, he, of course, missed the New Mexico State game with an injury, but otherwise he's been pretty healthy. Uh, he has the good fortune of playing next to Evan Neal, who's the left tackle. Evan's probably going to be a, a first-round pick, uh, maybe even top 10 in in the draft coming up here. Uh but yeah, I mean, it's basically when this team wants to have success running the ball or they have a big moment, more often than not, we've seen them run off the left side. And, you know, of course, a lot of that has to do with Evan, but also Javion being next to him is another element in that. So, so you know, as far as, you know, offensive line play could be hard to isolate at times, but, but it, those two working together have been solid at times in the run game. And I think he's done a good job and he's been a guy that they've been pleased with overall. Obviously, when you talk about Alabama right now, Will Anderson and Bryce Young, and I want to start with Bryce. A lot of people think that he's right up there with C.J. Stroud as a, a true Heisman contender. What have you seen in just how he's played these last few games, getting down the stretch as Alabama tries to end the regular season on a high note? Yeah, I mean, he, he is right up there. And, of course, C.J. Stroud had a great game this past week, but um, so did Bryce. So it's kind of – but to me, it all comes down to – how Bryce is going to do against Georgia in the SEC championship game and, and how he does in that will probably determine a lot of uh, how the Heisman plays out just in terms of, uh, yeah, that'll be the true test of, Hey, he's facing the, you know, the top defense in the country. And, but overall, I mean, it's for a sophomore, a guy who is first year starter. I mean, we knew coming in that he was going to be good because he was, he was phenomenal in high school. I mean, just lights out five-star uh, dual threat quarterback out of California but, you know, it was more a case of, okay, how is he going to actually be in the SEC, you know, playing for Alabama? And, and really, he's maybe exceeded expectations. He's a guy who, I mean, he's got poise. Even just when he talks, he, I mean, it's crazy to think he's, you know, as young as he is, just the way he, you know, conducts himself and, um, and just the way that he goes about his business. I think it really, uh, yeah, he's got quite a career ahead of him, and this is just kind of the beginning of it. And, and already, I mean, like I said, he's got 18 touchdowns since – uh, the AM game, which was, I believe, October 9th. And so he's he's on a roll. He's he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Uh, and the thing about him that is fascinating, he can extend plays like no one else. Uh, he, but sometimes it can get him a little get him in a little bit of trouble. But at the same time, that can be such a great weapon to have too, because he'll he'll have the ball for like seven, eight seconds, which is so hard to cover as a secondary. And, and as he can make plays, he'll find guys. He keeps his eyes down the field. He's not looking to run right away. But he is actually a guy who can run pretty well, too. And, like, in the open field, he's not, he's not necessarily a, you know, a long track athlete, if you will. But he's a guy who he, he can get you to bite so easily on where he, you think he's going to be or where, he's go, where he is. And then at the last second, he'll just he'll bounce out of the way. And it's amazing how he can just bait guys. He's kind of a bit of a magician, uh, disappearing act kind of that he does. And so, um, yeah, he's he definitely it's interesting to see his progression. And I think he's I mean, the, the trajectory is, is very uh, promising for him. 
When you look at Saturday's game from the Alabama perspective, what do you think are the most important matchups, the things that may decide how this game plays out? And if you feel uh, feel like giving a prediction, by all means, do that as well. Yeah, well, to me, uh, stopping Tank Bigsby is, is probably the big thing for this defense. Uh, my understanding is he tends to be a source of uh, offensive success when it's there, especially now that Bonex is hurt. Um, and so I'm interested to see how the defense does against him. But uh, to me, yeah, it's, it's seeing how Bryce can do against that secondary for uh, Auburn that my understanding has been a little uh, – had some struggles recently. Uh, of course, Mississippi State, uh, I think it was six touchdowns to Will Rogers, and that's a crazy offense to defend, but um, some struggles there. And even South Carolina, I think, uh, started pretty well uh, from a quarterback perspective. So, uh, yeah, Bryce could have a big day. I think that's the matchup to exploit. And we'll see where that goes. But I think as far as the defense stopping, it starts with stopping takes, uh, Tank Bigsby and going from there. And then my score prediction, I should say, uh, to add that in, uh, I'm going to go with, I think, 31-20 Alabama. On paper, these two teams feel like they're at very different points. But as we know, the Iron Bowl can be very close. So my, my prediction is that it'll be a fairly close game, but Alabama will end up winning by the you know double digits by the, by the end of the game. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially like you said, e even when you have what feels like a pretty good feel for both teams, you just never really know when it comes to the Iron Bowl. Um, well, Nick, before I let you get out of here, I want to check, is, is this going to be the first Iron Bowl you've covered? This will be the first one, so I'm very much so looking forward to it. And uh, the only other historic rivalry that I've actually covered that's maybe even closest level is uh, Yankees-Red Sox. And uh, that's a, a very different sport and a very different kind of environment, but I'm very excited to see – uh, the iron wall up close and in person. What's sort of your expectation as far as someone that's not gotten to be there uh, before? Well, I don't know if there's a better way to sum it up than I'm just excited to see what the crowd is like, uh, especially with it being at Jordan Hare, uh, just with, you know, Auburn being little brother at times throughout the, you know, past, uh, just with, I mean, most schools are little brother to Alabama over the past, you know, decade. But um, yeah, I think that, It'll be fascinating to see what it's like, because even though Auburn, you know, the last few weeks has, has slipped up and it's, you know, this isn't going to be for the West. And really, there's not much more to this for Auburn than, you know, just the pride of winning this game, uh, you know, as far as stakes go. Uh, I'm really curious to see just kind of what the fan reaction is, because I, I think it's still just from what I hear going to be you know, such a high level even, which is so fascinating to me because normally if, if this were just another game where yeah, the one team does not have uh, the highest stakes, you know, they can't win the division, they can't, you know, make the college football playoff, whatever it might be, uh, you might not see that same enthusiasm, but I, I'm really excited to see uh, what this actually looks like in person. Yeah, I hope the fans come through just because when it's loud during an Iron Bowl, like the first one I went to was 2017, which wound up being for the West, and, and Jared Stidham and Auburn wound up beating Jalen Hurts in Alabama. But when it's loud in an Iron Bowl, I mean, it, it's unlike any other game I've ever been to. I hope it lives up to that. I hope that uh, the Auburn fans get loud for you on Saturday. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Just whatever it is, it'll be, uh, I think, a good experience, and I'm, I'm excited to be able to get my first one out of the way. Nick, thanks so much for the time. For the people who watch this, let them know where they can check out your tweets, your stories. And if you know some of the stuff you're working on this week, by all means, give it a shout out. Yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Nick Kelly and uh, check out the work on the TuscaloosaNews.com. Thanks again to Nick for taking a little time to talk to us about the game. And we're going to go into How many Nicks have we talked to this year? Nick Suss, Nick, Nick Kelly. Nick Kelly so that might have been it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Nick, Nick, Saban. Nick Saban on Saturday. Saban. I yeah. talked to him at media day. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. So three. The, yeah. the, Good name answer. a better trio. Nick Kelly, <laughs> Nick Suss, and Nick Saban. We're going to go into our picks. Uh, unfortunately, our intern, Jake Weiss, is Jake. already gone for Thanksgiving break. We tried to call him just then, but As I guess he he's... <laughs> He's probably deliberating over his picks still. Probably. Maybe he'll call us during the podcast. That's, is th- that's why he wished you a happy Thanksgiving yes. on, like, November 12th. Yes. <laughs> he was just super excited, bless his heart. So, yeah. the standings. I have got 152 games right. That's the lead. Good wow. news for you. You have surpassed Dr. Weiss. Oh, thank goodness. You have 144, and he has 142 after he just got four games right last week. Dang, Jake. What'd you do? Kind of a ruffle. Remember, we only picked 10 games, so it's not quite as bad okay. but it was not right. great we only got 10 this week too right? correct and they're all going to be college games this week the only right. high school game in our area left will be next week it will be central versus thompson for the class 7a state title uh so and the smith station girls flag football team absolutely playing i don't remember who i don't know who they're playing but we'll they're going to on top win. of that next week we'll yep. have all kinds of coverage on that <laughs> Starting with the college games, we're going to start with Thanksgiving night, the Egg Bowl. The Egg Bowl's on Thanksgiving night? Yes. I didn't even know that. Yep. Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Oh, Jordan. I think Mississippi State is favored, but I'm going with Lane Kiffin and the Rebels. I'm picking Ole Miss. Tell you what, I uh, I posted something about this completely uh, un- un- unwarranted. Un- no one asked for my opinion about this game. Most of your tweets are unwarranted. Yeah, that's also true. Uh, but I thought, you know, uh, Mississippi State is because Mississippi State was favored in some sports books coming out, and I thought, uh, you know, like people are going to hold Old Miss's loss at Auburn against them, mm. but we know better. I feel like uh, Jordan Stadium is at night is pretty impossible to win in, mm. and uh, that's what happened to Old Miss. I don't hold that loss against Old Miss, mm-hmm. so I'm going to pick Old Miss. I think Old Miss will win this game. Um, but it could very much go the other way. Very much like the Iron Bowl. You just don't ever know what to expect. Sure. Well, I mean, in both these teams, Ole Miss has obviously played well all season, mm. although they've won ugly at times. Mm-hmm. Like, Liberty was kind of ugly. Tennessee was ugly. This last one was ugly. Well, they played Vanderbilt and only yes, by like Vanderbilt, 14. Yeah. So, but, but, hey, there's something to be said about taking care of business. Mississippi State's been up and down. They've been all over the place. Mm. Man, I didn't know that was on Thursday. That's exciting. Uh, you know what to do after Turkey Day. Yeah, but I'll pick, I'll pick Ole Miss. I'll pick Ole Miss. Missouri at Arkansas. I am going to go with Arkansas. I think that Missouri team is just not quite as good. Just got lucky against a not good Florida team. Do Sorry, a, Dan Mullen. Do we got a Vegas line for that? I don't know. Can we, we do this every week. I don't look at can the we numbers. Give just, a, pick, just pick with your heart, man. Can we give a shout-out to Eli Drinkwitz? Just <laughs> <laughs> Body Dan Mullen. Yeah, well, the, he brought out the lightsaber mm-hmm. after the press com- after the game at his press conference because Dan Mullen did the Darth Vader thing, and then t- you saw what he did. Today. Oh yeah, the quote today the- about reaping what you sow. <laughs> My father was a farmer, and there's an old saying: you reap what you sow. If you sow kindness, you reap kindness. If you sow jackass, you reap jackass. Yep, that's. Pretty much the impression I got. Sheesh. One of those people was an SEC coach. The other one's fired. Yes. Uh, that said, Arkansas. Uh, I don't know, man. This is tricky. Who'd you pick? Arkansas. I don't trust Missouri's really that good. What's Arkansas done lately? What did they do last week? They hung with Alabama. They lost by a touchdown. Um, last week? Mm-hmm. They just couldn't stop Bryce Young, who threw for like 561 yards, I think. I'll take Arkansas at home. Ohio State at Michigan in the game. Yeesh. I have uh, rooting interest uh, yeah. for Michigan. Sure. Sorry. 
It's going to be Ohio State. Yeah, I'm going to pick Ohio State. I have no faith in Harbaugh to ever win this game. Nope. <laughs> Florida State at Florida in the we need a win to make a bowl bowl. Yikes. I'm going with the Seminoles. Wow. We'll talk about starting the season poorly and ending the season poorly. But Florida State has somewhat recovered mm. from a 0-4 four and four, oh and four start, I mm. think. Uh, losers to Jacksonville State. Um, yeah, I'll, man, ugh, I'll pick Florida State, but that is an, that's going to be an ugly look in the swamp. I want to see how many people are at that game and ask how much they paid for said tickets. Cause, Did you see Big Cat say on Twitter that Central Florida is the best team in Florida? I, yeah, I did. And I, and I said, <laughs> you are technically correct, which is, as we all know from Futurama, the best kind the best of correct. best kind of correct, right. Penn State at Michigan State. This should be a pretty good game as well. I'm going to pick the road Nittany Lions. Really? I think that uh, Michigan State was a little bit of a fraud. Just kind of got Fraudulent. lucky. Had things break their way against Michigan. I don't think they're really that good. And they also uh, lost by 49 to Ohio State last That's week. That's true. Picking Penn State. You know what? I'm going to take Michigan State. I think Michigan State is better than Penn State. I think Ohio State is firmly better than Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And all that happens is I don't know if they're 49 points better, mm-hmm. but they were better every single play. For a series of time in which it became a blowout. You That's know fair. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that means Michigan State is bad. And so uh, we'll see. Has he signed that extension yet? No, buddy? I don't think that they've said anything. I think they might. he might have tried to call the AD at halftime. And the AD and you still? Can I still sign uh, it? Hey, remember that contract <laughs> we were talking about? Uh, again, though, uh, the Mel Tucker, it makes sense to me. Michigan State, much like Auburn, uh, one of the teams that would benefit greatly from a 12-team playoff. Absolutely. I agree. But I pick uh, – who did I say? I'm picking you Michigan You pick Michigan State. State. Yeah. You're taking the Spartans. I'm taking the Spartans. Vanderbilt at Tennessee. I'm picking Tennessee because Tennessee is Tennessee and Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt. Yeah, this is – yeah, this is – yeah, yes, Tennessee. <laughs> Texas A&M at LSU. Uh, this will be it for uh, Ed if they don't win. I believe that they LSU has to win this game to be bowl eligible. I think that that does not happen, and I think Jimbo and the Aggies win this one in Baton Rouge. Texas A&M, you want to talk about a volatile season? They've had one. Talk about most, truly, truly most of the SEC, I feel yeah. like, yeah. outside of like Georgia and mostly True. Alabama. It's been like all over the place. Up and down. Yeah, I think Texas A&M will win the game, a little more talent. It could be closer than you think. Uh, man, I'd like to see a, a – is this on Saturday? Or? Yes. I'd like to see a big crowd in, in Tiger Stadium for, for Coach O's swan song. But uh, I think Texas A&M wins. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State in Bedlam. Usually the joke is Oklahoma's going to win. The question is by how much. I'm picking Oklahoma State. <gasps> I think that Oklahoma State's defense is very, very good. I don't trust what Oklahoma has going on between Caleb Will- uh, Williams and Spencer Radler. I'm going to pick Oklahoma State to get the home win. Jordan, why is Oklahoma State ranked like high? They're they've only lost one game. I think it was to Iowa State, and their defense is truly as long as Mike Gundy has been there, this might be the best Oklahoma State defense ever. And that's really what kind of sways me to pick them over an Oklahoma team that I think's also kind of a fraud. I also forgot about Oklahoma uh, this season. How many games have they lost now? One they or two? lost to. Who, uh, they've lost the, uh, they lost the one. Yeah, but they've played like crap a lot. Yeah, that's also true. Iowa State was driving down last week with a chance to win, and mm-hmm. uh, Baylor is the team that beat Oklahoma. Yeah, Baylor. And uh, they kicked a late field goal because they said that point differential uh, 
would no, potentially matter because of tiebreakers. So Baylor kicked a late field goal uh, when wow. the, when they were already Oklahoma to... State shut out Texas Tech twenty three to nothing. Oklahoma State's good, man. Like, do I believe in Mike Gundy? Are no. you, are you of the OAN going to support Mike Gundy? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no, I'm picking. I think Oklahoma State's going to pull it off. Yeah, Oklahoma State minus three and a half. Give me the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys. <laughs> Clemson at South Carolina. This rivalry obviously means a lot in the Palmetto State. It matters a little less because South Carolina got bowl eligible last week by beating Auburn. Ugh. I'm picking Clemson. This Clemson team isn't Clemson that we're used to, but they're still pretty good, and this would leave them at 9-3. and three. I think that Clemson gets the road win. Yeah, I think when Clemson uh, – when you, I almost feel like Clemson's at an advantage going into Williams-Brice Stadium because they're going to play more like Clemson. Probably. They're going to get in there, and all those recruits are going to be like, man, South Carolina can't do nothing to us. They're going to look around that stadium and be like, we're going to send all these people home sad, and that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Fair. All right, the big one, the one that you and I will both be at, the Iron Bowl, Alabama at Auburn. I haven't looked at a line lately. The first line I saw was like 18 and a half. Yeah. I'm going yes. over. I'm picking Alabama. I am saying 34-14, and I think it will be closer Ooh. than that through like two and a half quarters. I think Auburn will hang, and you'll see a few plays made. I'm going to go ahead and say that we see Shedrick Jackson make a big play in the first half that keeps Auburn short in the mix. Ultimately, I don't think the offense is good enough to keep up, and I think that Bryce Young is going to make some big plays to the air and it's going to leave Brian Harson with a loss in his debut in the Iron Bowl. Uh, I'm picking Alabama. Um, I don't think it'll be that close uh, for a score. Uh, 31 to 13, Auburn gets palindromed. Uh, <laughs> and just bear, if it, the line was 18 and a half, congrats. Hey, good, team, go. good teams cover. There you go. That's possible. Um, I mean, it could be something like 31 to 20. I, I think Auburn has a chance to keep it competitive early. But like you said, uh, Bryce can can strike like lightning, and I think there will be times when he does that. And as we've noticed, uh, Auburn recently has not had uh, kind of the fortitude to punch back at times. Like it's got to figure out where where it's going to find that because when things get rolling against them, they don't have what it takes to stop it. So uh, your best bet is to never let Alabama get rolling, Um, but eventually maybe it's late second quarter. Maybe it's into the third quarter. I think Alabama gets rolling, and then the snowball, and it's over. Before we get out of here, let's talk about basketball just real quick. Sure. Auburn men's hey basketball. Hey, man, since this is about to be a basketball podcast. Yes. Solely <laughs> here about next episode. Yep. <laughs> so they're getting ready for the battle for Atlantis. We're recording this on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday will be the first game of that tournament. Auburn will be playing number 22, UConn. What do you think about this trip? You got a chance to talk to Bruce Pearl on Sunday, yeah. sort of a, a preview of what's to come. How important do you think these uh, three games will be for Auburn and, and what we might be able to learn from it? Well, yeah, and I kind of asked him, how do you make the most out of this trip? And I, you know, and I kind of threw out there, like, is there a team bonding element? Is there not? You know, is there, uh, is it, are you telling them, hey, is it like the tournament in the spring or is it not? Uh, and he was just like, well, no, there's not, we're not going to be swimming with the Dolphins. And he kind of shut that down. And like I said, it's, either no. it is or it's not. I, it's a fair question. Yeah, and he's like, no, not not as much of a bonding thing. Uh, they're going down there. It's made for TV. They're treating it like that. It's a business trip. They're treating it like that. Uh, he said, we're going down there to play three really good teams and see where we stack up against them, right? So that's that's where that's where their mindset is. That's what they're going for. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I think the challenge is to just get the most, make the most out of that. Um, you know, get the best film you can out of it. You know what I mean? Uh, scout them the best you can and, and see, you know, test your players. I mean, there's always a test that you can put your players in. Do they handle the scout? Well, do they, uh, do they attack UConn the way you want them to? And if they don't, you got to fix that before conference play begins. Right. Um, there's always a test. So, uh, three, three good tests, uh, no matter who they play, it's not, uh, is it, bracket style like uh so determined who they're gonna play no right. it's like a double elimination right. because they would play loyola, uh, loyola chicago or michigan state or michigan and it state. just depends on how each of those games play out right right, right. so uh, they know they're gonna play uconn so uh yeah a good test there yeah either loyola or michigan state those are tournament caliber teams mm-hmm. um i don't know kind of like uh you know obviously they went and played in hawaii uh, a couple years ago but uh you know if we got to they got to play duke and then Guess what? That was the first blue blood they played that year. Come tournament time, Kansas. They beat the other three. UNC, uh, Kentucky. Yeah, there you go. So uh, it's valuable, very valuable trip. Take what you can out of it. Um, if you lose, it's okay. Uh, but but get, get get everything you can out of out of uh, you know that time you're on the court down there. And uh, speaking of basketball, I want to make sure we talk a little bit about the women's basketball hey team beat Georgia Tech. Is that was that their second win so far this yes, year? Yes, they're two and two. They went into that game one and two. No Fortner's team four and zero. And well, that was on the road. That was in Atlanta. On the right? road in Atlanta, yeah. Auburn finally played Nell again. Uh, something that Auburn wanted to avoid for a long time because you don't want to lose to her. And yeah, 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 right. And then this year it was like, okay, Johnny's first year. It's an excuse, Lou loss. And then they went over there and beat them. <laughs> How big? I, I mean, I know that it's still early and this is just the first year. But what kind of boost do you feel like that could be for the team uh, to be able to to get a big win on the road like that? This is sorry. This is a Instagram of the men's team dancing in the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> TikToking. Anyway, go check that out. Uh, yeah, no. How big is it? Um, it's God. It's huge because it's something that she can point to on the recruiting trail. It's something she can point to uh, with her own team. It's something she can point to because I cannot stress this enough, Jordan. Things are going to go badly this season. There are going to be rough patches for this team. They have a very, uh, they have an incomplete roster. That's no knock on the kids who are there. Honestly, Scott Grayson is a great player, uh, but you're going to be asking a lot of Sanaya Wells, who's kind of a shooter, who they're ma- making into a point guard. Uh, they have a new freshman, Marshawn Bostic, true freshman, who they're asking a ton of in the backcourt. And then in the front court, they really don't have a true center, true power forward situation going on. They're going to be outsized by pretty much everyone they play play uh and then obviously Romy Levy one of your star returners got hurt with an ACL injury the Sunday before the opener uh it's going to get tough I promise I think against Georgia Tech maybe there was a matchup situation where Georgia Tech played small and that just played into Auburn's hands because Auburn is small Auburn doesn't have a choice but to play small Mm. um and 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 obviously Georgia Tech could not have been playing their best uh uh, when when Auburn beat them but it's big because some of these wins are going to be hard to come by so when you get them it's good to point to them it's good to build with it so uh big big ups to them and i think everyone recognized that you know everyone on twitter bruce pearl uh butch thompson everyone gave johnny harris the congratulations because i think they know that uh you know in a rebuild year uh to be ahead of the curve to be winning a game like that before you should be uh that's big and uh it can help them out. So helps with the buy-in, helps with the unity and all that. Uh, Cause like I said, I can't stress enough. It's going to be tough at times. 
on that note, let's get out of here. I'll just uh, let everybody know. Be sure to watch out for us on Twitter. You know, we will have the post-game uh, Zoom, uh, or not the Zoom, the post-game podcast. Yeah, I we'll do it in say. person We'll be time. together. This won't be a Columbia, South Carolina situation. We'll have all kinds of content in the next few days. I've got several Iron Bull stories in the works. Uh, be sure to read uh, all those stories. Be sure to subscribe. <laughs> be sure to go look at Instagram like Justin's doing right now. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Zabari and Jimmy Dykes on the beach. Natural. (laughs) Very natural. (sighs) But we're going to get out of here. Uh, For Justin Lee, I'm Jordan Hill. Thanks, as always, for watching and listening. And until next time, take care. And since Jake Weiss can't be here to say it, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.